0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle and Sylvie. Guys, you know how much uh, we enjoy the Sanctuary Golf Course? We had an event there last year. It's the Southland's finest golf course. The Sanctuary Golf Course is in New Lenox. Sanctuary offers 18 holes of great golf on an awesome course. Just minutes from I-80 and 355. Book your tee time at GolfSanctuary.com. This is... Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. We got a lot of people want to talk about this uh, Shohei topic, and uh, Waddle and Meller are trying to pitch to me that get both, get Bellinger and get Shohei. And then uh, Cap today was pitching on their show that uh, baseball people in the sport are telling him, forget Shohei and just sign a, a few free agents. And I, I, you, I don't like this is a transformational talent unlike one that we have ever seen. And you don't walk away from that. You you don't you don't. I don't know who these people are. Maybe they're trying to throw uh, the Cubs off the scent and they want them out but you don't walk away from something. Crane,
1: come in my office. I want you to immediately start on projections for different revenue streams that would actually be parts of the Shohei contract. And let's see how much of this gigantic deal we can subsidize by bringing in money that wouldn't in other ways be available to us. Mm -hmm. Show me how much he can bring us. Make them say no. That's the T-shirt. Make them say no. The other thing too is, uh, was it make him say no? Make him say no. I, I know the six hundred million dollar
2: co- uh, number has been thrown out quite a bit.
1: Make him say yes.
2: Was I? Was it? Was it, I think Jeff? Was it? Was, you guys were you guys on filling in for Cap and Hoodie and had Jeff passing on? I think I can't remember if it was uh, or maybe it was Jesse and passing came on. But he talked about how Otani has never been a money first guy. <laughs> He's always because he actually had an opportunity where if he w- would have waited two more years in Japan before hitting the posting, he would have made two hundred more million dollars on his own by coming over. Had he waited two years, it's never really been about money first. Well, so, he makes so much money off the exactly. field as well. So I do think it's obviously going to be a groundbreaking number, but you might only have to offer a five hundred million dollar deal only, only. But yeah. seriously, he's he's worth it.
0: Yeah, he is. I I, I agree. Here's the Cubs lineup for tonight. Uh It is uh, something that they've been running out here lately. Uh, Talkman's leading off uh, in center. Nico Horner at second. Ian Happ continues to hit third and left. Bellinger continues to clean up at first. Uh, Dansby Swanson at short. Uh, Jammer Candelario at third. It is uh, Morrell at the DH spot. Seya Suzuki and Wright and Jan Gomes doing the catching. What if next year you let
1: off with Bellinger and Shohei hit second?
2: Oh, you got to keep Bellinger at cleanup.
1: Uh, yes, for sure. <laughs> they,
0: they love they love it having him clean up.
1: Um and you 'd have happened. to clean up after you here in the studio if they were able to pull off the dynamic duo oh i don 't know what to...
0: i don't know what I would do
1: i got well, if first they would go... you 'd go buy a jersey, which one would you get obviously an Otani jersey i haven 't owned a Cubs
0: jersey with a name on it you'd in in years well for my kids for sure that would clinch it like i for both of my kids, Mason would be on board then
2: but I don't Dude, the, the, the the young kids you would tap into oh. all of a sudden. He's already like by, by far and away the favorite player of any young ch- uh, young kid who watches baseball. Mm. Here's the White Sox lineup. This
0: is uh this is as close to like their n- normal lineup as you get. <laughs> Tim Anderson's really. I I would think Tim's gonna hear it from Cubs fans today. Don't you? I would think he has him. not played a road game since the fight. Has he? Because they've been at home. So T A leads off at short. Andrew Benintendi in left, Luis Robert with the do- double oven mints at uh, at uh, center. Uh, Aloy is DHing. Yohan Mancada at third. Andrew Vaughn at first. Yasmani Grandal catching. Oscar Colas in right. Elvis Andrews uh, at second. That is a power lineup. And Tukey uh, doing the starting pitching.
2: That's a good lineup. i
1: Look paper. at you.
0: Like other than their starting pitcher, isn't this their opening day lineup? Including Colas, as it was in Colas their yes, starting was. right
3: fielder.
1: He was.
0: I think this is their opening day lineup. This finally. is what they Together. projected
1: to be. Look out, baby. I'm going to have to put Tukey, some money Tukey down Tussauds on this. has been pretty darn good. the, He's Tukey one of the train has been chugging along. Tukey's good for four, uh,
0: six innings, four runs. He's at six innings, four runs, seven strikeouts, four walks guy. I'll
1: Do you it. have any idea who the crew is that comes in after him? A bunch of guys, honestly, that... Oh, we were having this discussion uh, the other day on White Sax Weekly, the bullpen.
2: Well, you Since they traded everybody away. You get yeah. shaw, you get a little you get a little uh, shaw. Aaron Bummer's been bad. Yeah. And I don't know why they didn't want to do that. I was
1: gonna him. say, like, why was he I untouchable?
2: I don't believe that at all. I think someone got their the names wrong when they were relaying. You <laughs> said Bummer, right? When,
1: when, when, so, when, did, did you say, say Bummer?
2: When people were relaying to Bob Nightingale the untouchables on the White Sax roster, I think he's some somewhere there was a Lost in translation. Who, who oh, do you think they
1: meant? I don't know. Like I, I try to come hey, up with a funny joke, but I don't.
0: Was it Kenny who lost it in translation? <laughs> or
1: stay out of White Sox business? I don't know. Who could bummer? Of, they probably meant cease, and somehow he. he I could it. see how you can mix thought, the names. I don't up. know. Yeah. I don't know. They're really close. He's rolling this year. Was he got a? He's got a six seven zero ERA. Yeah, but right? but it's because of the ground ball defense. Keep telling yourself.
0: Let's go to uh, Evan in Wisconsin. Evan, you're on ESPN 1000.
4: Hey, guys. How's it going? We're good. So, I was actually calling in to ask a question about Shohei, uh, about the possibility of re-signing Bellinger and still going after Shohei, but you guys kind of pretty much already talked about that on your own. So, I actually do have another question that I hope kind of piques your interest. So... The Cubs have – the next three series are against very, very winn- winnable teams, you know, like the Sox, Royals, and I think the Tigers. And the Brewers have – what is it, the Dodgers, Rangers. And I can't remember the third one, but it's another – It sets tough up nicely for, for
1: the Cubs schedule-wise, for sure.
4: Yeah. So my question is, after the next three series for both the Cubs and Brewers – what do you think is the most likely position that the Cubs are at in the standings? My my opinion, I think they should be at least two games up. I'm going to say at, at most they're five games up. What do you guys think?
3: In first
0: five games up in first place
4: after the after the next three series.
0: Whoa! I don't think they'll be in first yet. I mean, what what are they? Three, three and, and, and a half? half. I mean, like. The Brewers are still, yeah. The Brewers are still good, and like I know, like the Sox and the Royals
1: and the Tigers and Pittsburgh aren't good, but it's it's still baseball. The Brewers got their starting. I mean, are they all intact? They haven't been intact. Yeah, Woodruff
2: came back. Yeah, he's made his second start against the White Sox. I mean, look, they're not on. Saturday.
1: Yeah, you get you, you're at LA for three. If you're a Brewers fan, you're at Texas. You come home for two with Minnesota, then you get San Diego for three, then you're at Chicago. I mean, they're like, I a think bit you of just, a meat
2: grinder. I think you just want to, if you're the Cubs with these two schedules aligning in your favor, you kind of just want to get it close to like half game yeah. back. Yes.
1: And then it's right there for the take. You, you know what? You can't control what the Brewers are doing against better competition, but you can control, for the most part, what you're doing against inferior competition. So take care of business. Take care of the uh, the weaker teams that are on your schedule now. You get Pittsburgh for four, right? You got four? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you get the Royals, Pittsburgh. You get the Sox. I mean, you got to win. You got to win a bunch of these. I don't think you're going to win them all.
2: And don't count out that tough Sox lineup tonight. So I think you're getting ahead of yourself Yeah, there. that's a, their opening day lineup.
0: So after, like I said, they have the White Sox for two, the Royals for three, the Tigers for three and then the, the Pirates for four. Then it gets interesting for the Cubs. Three against the Brewers, four at Cincinnati, and then three against San Francisco. And even though the Diamondbacks have struggled lately, they've got four against the Diamondbacks. That will be an interesting stretch of wild card teams after playing the division leader where that should tell you a lot about this team too.
1: Make hay. It's time to make hay. If that's why that's yeah. why you have to make hay
0: here yeah. before you get into that stretch in early September. Yep. Um let's go to Michael in Winfield. What's up, Michael?
3: What's up, fellas? So I agree with Waddle uh wholeheartedly that you gotta try and do you get, get both. So you gotta look at Shohei like you're getting one of the if not the best pitcher and the best hitter right now so that's two guys and the Belly's three so essentially you're getting three guys right where belly can play first and outfield and shohei like waddle said kind of pays for himself because now you're bringing a team of shohei belly maybe pca if he continues to to just be smoking hot maybe he's up next year as your starting center fielder but with shohei on the on the team now the premium games are even more premium pricing. Ooh, so you're making more money per ticket, you know, because you got Shohei.
1: <laughs> so, How much does a ticket I, for I, a re- game cost right now? I, depends, I look, depends where you sit.
3: Yeah, if you're going to sit, like, where the dugout is, I think it was, like, $260. Oh, against,
1: get like, ready to spend 500, $500 next year for an Otani game. we people will pay it. Yeah, i People I'm with will you. pay it. I mean, you know, you
3: know what those nineteen fourteen tickets itself. are going
1: to cost millions. For, it's, it's, I t- mean, I
3: couldn't pay it, but somebody will. Oh, I bet the you guy in the pink hat,
1: the guy in the pink hat,
3: he's always sitting by an old Millions place. per so, game. Yeah, I, but I agree with you guys. We got to get at least three, or get a, get both of them, which is like getting three. See, so. this is
1: the. I mean, this is the era, especially this, probably this year, more than most, because and it's it's been White Sox centric. They're conversations about what you expect them to do and what they should do, and what you expect the whites or the Cubs to do and what they should do are two different conversations. Do I expect them to go after both right now? No, because like history would lead me to believe that they wouldn't do that. Should they? I think they should. Mm-hmm. I think they should be. I think they should have already run, and they've got enough people in the building run some revenue projections on different revenue streams that would be produced by, and run the, you know, the, the, the numbers in terms of what your fan base would tolerate in terms of ticket price increase. That's just the nature of the beast. I, I'm sorry. If, in fact, you add those two bats next year, tickets are going to be more expensive. And I think most Cubs fans, if they feel like the team is doing everything they can and spending their resources to win a World Series championship... I think most fans would be more than willing to spend a little extra to go to each game. That's just the nature of the economics of professional sports. Yeah, and Michael does bring up a good point because, as we know, Shohei is two
0: players in one, and then the versatility that Bellinger does give you, it is like you get two position players, and it's not just two position like two positions he's playing. He's playing them on gold gold glove levels. Yeah, like he plays a great first base too. Yeah. Like And then, so if PCA does live up to what he is and does play center field, like, he's
1: your first baseman. Look, we can have these conversations all day long. I just want to know if these same conversations are taking place up there on the north side. They better be. I mean, I mean like this, I'm saying in
2: this exact like mode is, is Jed walking into Tom Ricketts's office every morning and like presenting him with a new Shohei Otani fact of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Jed, I don't know if you know, but the Angels uh, increased in value this percent over the
1: last. Twelve months. Jed doesn't even have to do it. What Jed needs to do is, is contact people in the financial office and say, Hey, I need yes. you to start working on financial projections for the addition of both these guys and tell me where we're at so I can take this this folder into the owner's office and present him. Listen, I know I'm asking you to spend a lot of money. I do. But this is the potential revenue that could come from that.
0: Like, like it's not it's not just about the, the value of the franchise because we know They don't look at that anymore. He wants to know about cash flow. So what? What? What's the the cash coming in because of Otani? Too
1: cash
2: overflow. And I think that's too where you well done. Jed's job needs to be. Hey, this too is an opportunity cost we can't afford to miss because there's no other free agent who's coming down the pipeline who presents any type of realistic. Shohei Ohtani alternative.
1: Like the Dodgers have, Mookie's contract is enormous, right? What other contracts do they have on their Freeman, board? Freeman. Freddie Freeman's Freeman was a big, it was like
2: just shy of $200 million, 300 for Mookie. I mean, what is, I mean, is,
1: is Kershaw's contract yeah, Kershaw's still big? Kershaw's
2: more of a year by year, but they generally have been paying him like 30 to
1: $35 per so, season. So, I mean, look, they're, they're, well, they could afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Cubs should be able to <laughs> jump into the Dodgers' pool. I mean, come on. It's a nice pool. It is, but... uh, It's an infinity pool. Shouldn't you be able to play in their pool, their end of the pool? Infinity money pool. Uh, Danny, uh, downtown, you're
0: on ESPN 1000. What's up, Danny?
4: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Uh, So, I am all on board with getting Otani to Chicago. Uh, my question is with bellinger and he's been great for us this year but he's also been injured this year also just like the past couple years and my fear is that we're going to be talking about maybe a chris bryant type deal in the next couple of years if we do sign him to a big contract so i mean we avoided that contract because chris bryant's in colorado i mean but i mean i i don't know if that's if we're going to be down the same path, if we sign Cody Bellinger and we give him all the money, because, I mean, he's a Boris client, right? Yes. Yeah, so that that's my only fear of signing to him a big contract. Now, uh, now if it means we get Otani by signing Bellinger, then I'm all for it. But uh, if it's just for Bellinger, I, I would uh, I would still be a little bit hesitant on that.
5: So he, he was
0: hurt, but he's been healthy other than that one injury. And when when did that injury happen? Was that at the wall? What, yeah, it so like, was a knee injury. Yeah, yeah right. Like, like he was making a catch, right? Didn't yes. he make a catch at the wall? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like the Bryant case study is an interesting one. I, 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 like I don't know whatever happened. Like it's weird, isn't it? Like whatever
2: yes. happened to Chris Bryant? What yeah, he just he stopped hitting after he had yeah. some weird injuries. He had. The concussion issue that he had. Was it getting hit in the head? Was that where it all went wrong? What went
0: wrong? And, like, how did he become not great anymore? And, like, Bellinger, like, the way the, the, I would, like, I don't know if it's going to continue like this for Bellinger. The difference I would say is when, when Bryant hit free agency, the arrow was already going down. Bellinger now has built it up where the arrow going into free agency is going up. Also, I would say that Bellinger's defense is way, way better than Chris Bryant's
1: defense. Listen, this is why Jed gets paid the big bucks. You should, inside that building, know exactly where he's at physically. You should have all the analytics attached to it. And if you sign that deal, you realize if he regresses to be the player... That he was the previous three years in LA, you're probably going to lose your job. But that's the nature of the beast. So if you're convinced that this is the new Bellinger is same as the old Bellinger, and by that I mean going back to 2019, then you you make the you you, you make
0: the signing. I mean, if we would have told you when they signed Bellinger that he'd be uh, before August ended, mid August, he'd be a 4.2 WAR player,
2: and he missed what 20
1: games yeah. of injury. Do you realize in 2019, he was a nine war yeah, player? Yeah, yeah. Like, That's just offense. I'm not even sure what his defensive war was. Or maybe that was the combined. But look, if this is who he is, and, and, and again, I think when we have these conversations, we're assuming, we are assuming that he's fixed. Like, I don't know how they feel in their building. Do they think they caught lightning in a bottle? I think not, because I think that if they felt that way, they'd been more inclined to trade him at the trade deadline when his value was high. So my interpretation of it is is that they believe the new belly is the old belly. Now you could steal bases again. He's got 17 stolen
0: bases. Hitting for average. He's getting on base. He's hit for power
1: a lot lately. And isn't the uh, Hayward contract off the books? As one of our, uh, yeah, our, our yeah. texters or tweeters mm-hmm. uh, sent us, you got a little Strowman's flexibility contract
0: there? will probably be off the books now. Like you went from must signing Strowman to now
2: probably. Not wanting to sign strong. Just
1: depending on yeah. what you see from this point forward. Are you, well, the are you new-
2: crossing your fingers to make sure he doesn't pick up his option? That's right. It's, right. it's a player option. So he could pick up, what is it, 22 mil? It yeah, could, but he, it could be best for everyone if
0: he does. Like maybe him in a prove-it year for that mu- amount of money. Maybe not bad for, yeah.
2: for the Cubs. I think it depends on how he finishes the season. Uh, Jesse had the report about him having the, uh, the issue with the ribs today. Yeah.
0: Oh Yeah, so Jesse's going to join us. So... Um Stroman was supposed to pitch tomorrow uh coming off the IL. He is not going to pitch tomorrow. He's got a now he's got something new brewing. We'll we'll talk to Jesse about that. We'll get a Cubs and White Sox report. The two teams are taking uh the field tonight at Wrigley Field. So uh Jesse will get us up to date on everything going on there coming up next.
1: Hard to believe, but Labor Day weekend is not that far away. But there is still time. to Squeeze out the best of summer while you can. That's where your local Jewel Osco comes in. They've got savory chicken wings for concerts under the stars, premium produce for end-of-summer pool parties, and butcher fresh meat for outdoor barbecues. Plus, get set for a no-sweat Labor Day with Jewel Osco's one-stop shopping convenience. Stock up on everything you need for the long weekend with a quick, a quick trip to your local Jewel Osco. Ah, commuting
3: in Chicago. Ah. If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and
0: Sylvie, weekdays two to six. Cubs versus White Sox tonight. Wrigley Field. Cubs took the first two. Uh, went winless against the Brewers. Cubs coming off of taking two out of three against the Blue Jays in Toronto. See, we should have a nice night for baseball after the rains came through here in the last 24 hours. We made it through the rain. You did a good job navigating us yesterday through about a half-hour rainstorm yesterday driving down uh, I-55. It's kind of a simple
1: drive. It really is. Yeah. Not a uh, stressful drive.
0: No. And, when, and it could have been worse. Like, right. uh, we, we did not have it that bad driving back.
1: I was Somewhere... trying to catch Thayer and Joniak, but I never could. I didn't catch him. They it. left because uh, of it's,
0: it's, he's unbelievable, Thayer, telling Joniak, you better go to the bathroom. Oh, no, he's on a schedule. Yeah, you better go to the bathroom because yeah. we're not stopping for you. We didn't and, stop. And, at, like, right at 6, Thayer, right to the car. Right to the car. So, like, we left because we, we, we stick around, we socialize, we say goodbye, took pictures. So, we left a little later. And so, knowing that Thayer goes slowly in the left lane, Waddle tried to catch him. Couldn't find him. But we, we never made we never it got and him. saw Thayer's car before the Joliet exit. No. Um, let's uh, pick it up with uh, Jesse Rogers. He's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Uh, let's go places. And uh, to Wrigley Field we go on the Car X-Tire and Auto Hotline. That's where we find Jesse Rogers for Cubs and White Sox. Anything uh, br- uh, anything brewing there, Jesse, as far as pregame
5: is concerned? Well, let's put it this way. Javier Saad is now a very important member of the Chicago Cubs because this is a weird thing going on with Marcus Stroman. First um, needs a little bit of a mental reset, then the – Hip pops up, and now it's rib discomfort after a bullpen session a couple days ago. So he's not coming off the I.L. tomorrow. He's going to get checked out. Assad is going to take his place, just as he did on Friday. Pitched great. Um, they're going to need this guy, because I'm not sure when Stroman's going to pitch next. If he's dealing with a hip and a rib, I mean, a rib might be even worse, right? So this is an ongoing sort of developing thing here with Stroman. But Assad pitched great Friday. Just have to hope he does it again tomorrow. Do
0: they believe that this is all related uh, regarding, like, compensation or anything like that? Regarding- unclear. No, yeah.
5: unclear? Yeah, unclear. Not exactly sure. would kind of make sense. Haven't talked to Stroman lately. He wasn't there today pregame. May have been getting treatment. Wasn't on the field during BP. So hard to gauge it. Um, Ross was just a little uh, unclear about where this started or how it happened. He said it, it popped up Sunday, so I should say that. But whether it was related to the to the hip or not, I'm not sure. So yeah, it's it's uh it's unclear what the future holds for Marcus Stroman in the short term. I was just talking to another colleague. Like, does he opt in at this point? The way things are going, um, because he, if he opts out at this moment, you can't imagine a big contract is coming his way the way things have gone. But we'll see if he returns and what it looks like. But I think the possibility of him staying on his own terms is possible at this point because just things are not going his way.
1: Yeah. We've spent the last 30 minutes putting the cart before the horse talking about free agency in next year. Do you think that they've run some, some revenue projections up there with regard to Shohei and how feasible it may be financially?
5: Yeah, I think so. I think they've probably already talked about it, to be honest. And I think they're going to be players for him. Um, I, you know, I've, I've sort of upped the ante on that more recently than, than a few months ago, in part, because I think, Shohei's more open to being in a big market, a big city like Chicago. I don't think he's going to go all the way east to New York. So I, I think they have a shot. I, I think, yeah, they'll, they'll run those projections and understand what, what it'll do for the brand, the Cubs brand. I mean, it take, as, as big of a brand as it is, he takes it to a, a whole other level worldwide. He, he really does. So um, I do think they run all that. I, I, I mean, I think they can afford them. It's just whether they want to tie up that much money in one player, I think, everybody's sort of asking themselves that question, and the answer will be yes. I think the answer for the big markets will be yes. We How, want to tie, we want to be in the Shohei Otani business no matter what the price is. Would, would I you, mean, not, I shouldn't say no matter what the price is, but as long as it's, the price is, is affordable to us.
1: Listen, it's their money, so that goes without saying. Yeah. But would you be an advocate of them based on all of the stuff that you know about this team and their revenue streams and the potential for them to make even more money? Would you be an advocate of them being in
5: the Bellinger and Shohei market? I mean, of course I would be. Who wouldn't be? It's Like, like you said. But, but for baseball reasons, 100%. Because what have I been consistent with you guys since really 2020 when the White Sox came of age, so to speak, right? It's mm-hmm. left-handed slug. you got to get it. And you need more than one. And Otani and Bellinger would fit the bill. Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez in Houston. Um, Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper in Philadelphia. We can go through every elite contender and they have it. If they don't have it completely from the left side, they have it overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly from the right side, like Atlanta does. But Atlanta has lefties as well. So yes, I'd be in the market for both of them. But I would say probably it's one or the other, just knowing how front offices work and ownership. Like you're asking me to spend 600 million, then another 200 million. Let's stick with the 600 million and, and, and go from there. So I'd be shocked if they signed them both. Um, certainly. I think they'd be in the market for one of uh, of the two for sure.
0: Um, anything else uh, on the Cubs side of things as far as current Cubs, uh, whether or not Jed spoke today or from David Ross, the lineup, pretty much their lineup that they, I know they've you know done some different things, but today's a pretty standard lineup for them.
5: Yeah, standard lineup with Suzuki down in the eight hole, right? He's 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 abandoned that experiment, putting him up up top. He has stuck with Bellinger for Swanson 5. I'm sort of that guy that says, hey, two of your best hitters, maybe they should be above half because of that extra bat in the ninth, but he has stuck to that. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're splitting hairs a little bit because this offense has been really good, but there's been moments where the extra at-bat has come to the top of the order and you don't you, you don't get it, Bellinger that at-bat. I will say, talking to players, this is kind of like an in-between time. It's not exactly the stretch run. I asked Swanson straight out, are you looking at the standings? And he said, yes. But not really, you know, it's that it's that in-between time where you it's the they call it the dog days of August for a reason. Right. Madden used to talk about that. September brings its own energy. You have to create it in August. That's when he would do the, um, you know, show up and play days. You know, we show up at five thirty and play. Amer- sort American, of thing. Legion days. American Legion Day. American Legion Day. Thank you. Yes. But just to just to give 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 uh, give the team a different look. And we're sort of in that moment here. But and then I asked him, what about the schedule? Milwaukee's got a tough one you've got the easy one. He's like, same answer. I kind of understand that. But if it was September, I'd be looking daily who's playing who. So we're not quite there yet, but we all are aware of it. Milwaukee has four straight series against pretty decent teams, three against division leaders. And then in the, and then the Padres we know are, can be dangerous while the Cubs have these, this terrible easy schedule, at least on paper. So this is a chance to make up that ground. And, and they understand that, but aren't sort of focused on it because again, we're mid August, not mid September. So it's, kind of interesting to get the players' perspective. It's kind of similar to the way that I would view this point in the season as well.
0: All right, so what is your dog days of August prediction right now? If you were to predict the Cubs at the end of the season, are they in the playoffs? And if they're in, are they a wild card? Do they win the division? Or do you have them not making the postseason?
5: I think they're in. I think they're in. The schedule certainly helps. Just to reiterate something I said this morning. 16 of their final 44 games against plus 500 teams, just 16. For comparison, Milwaukee has 27 of their final 43 against plus 500 teams. And it's just such a striking difference there. So I think they get in. I have too much respect for Milwaukee and Craig Council to say the Cubs win the division just yet. I mean, maybe if you ask me in two weeks, because that's when the schedules kind of sync up a little bit more. Um, but they have a three and a half game lead. They have Peralta Woodruff and Burns pitching at sort of peak level. Now that Woodruff's back, I don't know. I think they get in, but I think Milwaukee holds on. I just, again, have too much respect for, for Craig council to say they blow it, but it's going to be a a, a race. It's going to be interesting. The Reds only have 16 games against plus 500 teams. So let's not count them out, but I think the Cubs are better than the Reds. I think the Cubs are better than the Marlins. Um, they're probably equal to San Francisco. They're not better than Philadelphia. So it's really about just overcoming those couple teams that I think they're better than and they're in the in the playoffs. Jess,
1: this game tonight looks like a bit of a layup for the Cubs. And I get it. It's baseball. But when you when you kind of dig deep, is this one of those games like Rossi's gotta make sure everyone's on their P's and their Q's? I mean, this is not an extensive sample size, but a couple of the Sox hitters have had some success against Hendricks. And the Cubs players, I don't think, and many, most of them haven't ever seen Toussaint.
5: Yeah, I think it's a good point. I asked Ross this in New York last week when they played the Mets, the first sort of sub-500 bad team they'd played in a while. I asked about the letdown factor. He said, no, I don't have to say anything to this group because there's Bellinger, there's Swanson, there's winners out there. I don't have to worry about it. And then they went out and lost two of three. Now, was it because of a letdown? I have no idea. But they beat Toronto two out of three right after that and looked really good those first two games. So I, I do think you have to be careful. Tucson has this curveball they haven't seen before. Um, the, the, the White Sox have been frisky. They didn't look good Sunday, but they played Milwaukee tough Friday, Saturday. They'd won two series before that. You know, they blew this thing up. I think, you know, uh, the Middleton thing obviously put everything out there. And so they're they're sort of on their best behavior right now on that side of town. They really are. They've played a little bit better baseball since everything kind of came to light, in my opinion, at least. And so, yeah, I think you do have to be a little careful. I'm not sure he says anything to them about it, because that's just not the style of of most managers, including him, because if you put too much importance on this game, then what does the next game mean or the next series mean? So I just think you have to be on guard for players and pitchers you haven't seen before, like Toussaint and most of the White Sox bullpen these days.
0: Um, And as far as the Sox lineup is concerned, I, I think this is like their opening day lineup, isn't it?
5: Like this is the lineup that they were dreaming about uh, in April. Such a great point. Such a great point. Luis Robert back in there. Colas, obviously. Um, and, and Tim Anderson at Shorten. And is in there, right? Everybody's in there. It's amazing this TA thing has not come to a head yet. You know, he's still is pacing this six-game suspension. He's appealing it. The appeal has to be heard within 10 days of the suspension, Ten days is tomorrow. Now, normally, guys, normally you you make a, you can strike a deal with the league without a big hearing. You can say, hey, I didn't mean it. Give me five games. And they'll actually do that. They'll it. reduce it by a game. That's not happening here for some reason. And he might go to a hearing, which means like conference calls and picking up the phone to Jose Ramirez. What did you hear? What did you see? What happened? You know, they really don't do that very often. They usually cut a deal. and just say, hey, take the five games. For some reason that hasn't happened. I don't know why T.A. has still has not spoken to the media since the fight. He's not spoken to the media in 10 days. I, think the, I ab- think the
1: Cub fans are going to speak to him tonight.
5: Yeah, I, it's absolutely insane. I've never seen anything like it. He's playing but not talking to the media. I mean, I guess we've all seen it once in a while. I mean, Nate Davis talked yesterday, but did he really say anything? So, yeah, you know, <laughs> I listened to your earlier conversation. That was a wild press oh, conference. Man. Wasn't it? I mean, it really was. I've been around a lot of those things. And if you got to read between the lines and I wonder if he was taking a shot at the training staff and the coaching staff, because they kept on mentioning them, like, go talk to them. I don't have the answers. Go talk to them. But you guys dissected it pretty well. So it's like TA is telling us to go talk to someone else, but there's no one else to really speak for him when it comes to that fight in in Cleveland. So that has to come to a head, I think, by tomorrow, because tomorrow would be 10 days. But in, 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 in. In the meantime, they have their opening day lineup. And, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's an easy sweep by the Cubs the next two days. I, I agree with you. Uh, here's what's going to happen. T.A. said he's going to
0: speak after the suspension gets figured out. He's going to serve whatever suspension it's is going to happen. He's going to come back from the suspension, and he's going to say, guys, that's old news that's in the past. I'm only focusing on the future.
5: Very well might happen. Very well might happen. Right. You like, we're all looking for the literal blow by blow, right, of that night. And I don't think he's going to provide it for No,
0: them. no, absolutely not. Do you think there will be any organ shenanigans? Like, will there be any Rocky uh, as music in the background as he comes all the way? <laughs> yeah. Any that music be, shenanigans? Yeah. Like uh, like Whitesnake was played back on the South Side back in the day. Remember where the DJ got uh, fired with what, yeah. what was
5: it, Chuck Finley? Chuck Finley. Yeah. Very good memory. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Probably not, but you never know. So it's something to keep an ear out for for sure. But I'm sure Cub fans will be all over him, no doubt about it.
0: Uh, any other nuggets that you want to pass along?
5: Uh, I think that's about it. Um, now that they have some off days, though, uh, they're, they're getting some rest for their starting pitchers. And that, I, I've talked to a couple starters, and it's that time of year where they need it. Not so much Kyle Hendricks, but um, the other guys certainly do. And you know, they, Steele is, is at the top of the list. They they pulled him after 84 pitches the other day, and he's, I talked to him today, and he's like, yeah, those extra days are going to be huge. Because, look, if Strowman is going to be, you know, sort of uh, not seen for a while, I mean, and Tyon is up and down, you know, Hendricks is good. But, I mean, they're relying a lot on Justin Steele, and he's already at a career high in the innings. So, the extra day is right now really important for the starting staff, and he's at the top of that list. Yeah,
0: The good news was, I told Waddle this, um, his fastball was clocked at the highest it's been in months. He was throwing 95 the other day, so while he yeah, needs I w- some rest.
5: I, I, wonder, I didn't ask him this, but I wondered if he kind of knew he was going a short stint, and so he unloaded a little bit more. I, I wonder, because that, that sometimes happens, but you're right. It's great news, and, and, and the fact that he did it for five innings was great. And they still won that game, 84 pitches. That resets him with the extra day of rest so he can go go 100 and hopefully still go at 94, 95. But, yeah, that was a good observation.
0: Yep. All right, Jesse, good stuff. Thanks, Thank Jeff. you. All right, boys, enjoy the game tonight. Talk to you later. There you go. There's Jesse Rogers. Uh, I don't know if you heard this this morning, but people in this town, as we know, are super passionate about their sports teams, so passionate that one fan during Black and Abdallah actually cried today while thinking back of one bear's memory. We will play that for you coming up next. Guys, you know how much I love 19 Crimes Wine. So much to choose from. And as you know, 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Similar to the story of one hip-hop's founding fathers and entertainment icon, Snoop Dogg. Whether it's the brand new Kelly Blanc, which I absolutely love it's a Sauvignon Blanc. It's perfect for summertime. Or the OG's Cali Gold, which is a sparkling wine. The Cali Red is my favorite. I had it last Thursday. Or the Rosé, which is my wife's favorite. 19 Crimes Wine can really bring the party. Whether you're heading to a party, you're just sitting and watching tonight's big game, or you're just having a great dinner, I want you to pick up a bottle and say, Sylvie told you to try it. And uh, live infamously on your own terms. Enjoy responsibly. 19 Crimes Wine, Sonoma, California, 2023. That's your cue right now. Caller number nine. It's your chance to win football fest tickets. 312-332-3776. Last time for the show today. To win football fest tickets, caller 9. If you don't win, you can still buy your tickets. That's the good news. They're only $10 a ticket. It's August 27th, Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana, 11-3. to 3, And it's the best guest list we've ever had. Joniak and Thayer, the voices of the Bears, will be there for the first time. Barstool Big Cat returning for the first time in years. We're going to have Shafter and Field Yates giving presentations on football and all your favorites from ESPN 1000. Star-studded event. You can buy your tickets, Hard Rock Casino, northernindiana.com, or at Ticketmaster right now. Caller 9 wins, 312-332-3776.
5: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram
0: at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie.
4: Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000.
0: Crosstalk is Miller is set to take over for a half hour before uh, White Sox and Cubs. It's brought to you as always by our great friends and partners at Steinhoffel's. Uh, I go to the one up in Vernon Hills, check out uh, all they have to offer. They're absolutely awesome. Can't wait to uh, get my new furniture at Steinhoffel's. Need a new mattress as well, too. Oh, there you go. You've been wearing it out, huh? You know it. Like, only we can. No, it's like when you, when we got back from uh, Italy too, we were like, boy, when, when the hotel beds, you, your back does better on the hotel beds. Yeah, and then they do, they, Yeah,
1: we're like, yeah, it's How long time. have you had the same mattress?
0: Not long. Yeah, like, we haven't either. I'm uh, telling you, like, I'm in the stuck. same boat. You know, we made a mistake. Someone told us to. We had a pillow top mattress, which was not good because those get flattened out quicker, they don't hold as quickly. We just need a firm Especially mattress. When you're, when you're sleeping in them. No no with every happened. night. Yeah, we were sleeping on yeah. them. Um, did you hear the
1: uh <laughs> right. Muller's face is like right through the circle of right. Fight the right th- too. It's like a it's seriously like a target. Like I feel like throwing something through the glass table. Archery.
0: Do a little archery. Yeah. It, there's a white What, are you, what light. are you aiming with over there, buddy?
1: What are you working with? Uh, crossbow. Got a crossbow. Could you would you know, would how, to you know how to shoot a crossbow? No. I mean, like, listen—the standard it's, it's way bow too and much arrow weapon for you, Waddle. It is. There's no question. I like, was
0: great on the archery range.
1: I've. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever shot, and shot and arrow. an arrow. I don't
2: think I've ever sh- really? Yeah,
1: I don't think I've ever shot an arrow.
2: I love that if you were uh, if you were born in like the 1600s, Sylvie would have been an archer.
0: Yeah, I could hit. I could knock the apple off a head. Wasn't that the
1: old uh, tr- the old trick? What was that? Johnny uh, Appleseed? Is
2: that the old uh, Johnny Apple? No, I don't think then? that
1: was Johnny Appleseed. No, wasn't that? The, I mean, this was a historic my- thing. The, the, the three of us are the dumbest three people <laughs> in the world right now for not not knowing this. Was it William Tell? Yeah, that's yeah, right. William Tell. That's, <laughs> yes, that's much nice. better. But work. it wasn't an arrow, was
0: you- it? Well, no. The apple was on the head, right. and someone was an would there to shoot a bow or? and arrow and uh, okay. knock the, you know, sh- hit the apple with an arrow. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah,
1: split the apple. Are you going to talk about that tonight in the show from six to six twenty five? I have to do a little
2: bit of research in the next six minutes, but I'll see if I can get something going. That's, how did you call a, a Listen, William Listen, Why do you
1: even ask? I am the master of useless, stupid information. <laughs> I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. But I can remember this dumb, useless stuff. It's amazing. Always. it's amazing. William Tell. That's great.
0: Can I play you this from early? Did you guys hear this today? I did not. So this will be the first time. Black and Medala had a segment because it started because Jake Cantu is from Dallas. Uh, was arguing this morning that the, the Bears' new rival this year could become the Detroit I heard about Lions. that.
1: That yeah. was a little conversation
0: he had with Cap, right? Yes. Okay. He was saying that the Bears knew because the Lions are good and the Bears could be good, so the Bears' new rival could be the Lions. Now that Rodgers is
2: out.
1: All right,
0: Jay. Okay. Uh, Like, we could have a deeper conversation on this tomorrow, too. Like, it's not... I I don't want to get into it right now. But anyway, so they then started, they were busting his chops, and then they started having... Um, let's inform Jake on the history of the Bears franchise. So then they started giving him facts about the Bears. People called in with some really good facts. The Dick Cater Staley's and uh, like um Gail Sayers stuff and Brian Piccolo. Most players in the Hall of Fame. Well, and
2: that's scoring a touchdown in the Super yes. Bowl.
0: So the Brian Piccolo story
1: came up. And you were a Piccolo Award winner. Yes, I was the second veteran winner. Mike Singletary was the inaugural. Veteran yes. Winner. So it got,
0: and of course, someone heard Brian Piccolo's name being mentioned, and people get emotional about their team. So it prompted a, a Bears fan to pick up the phone and talk about Brian Piccolo. Take a listen to this. Uh,
3: let's go to Wes in Orland Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Wes? What's up, guys? Uh, I think it was two or three callers ahead
1: of me. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, said about Brian Piccolo. And I remember going to a game at Wrigley Field. It was Piccolo and Gale. And they
5: stormed the field.
1: Wes, you right.
5: Yeah. You know
3: What? Brings up memories, I met, right?
5: I met I met Brian once and he passed in nineteen seventy. He was true to the sport. Yeah. He loved playing a game. And I miss him very much. And it's I think a, I was eight years old.
1: It's the essence of sports right there.
0: That's it. Shout out to Wes. Yeah. Because, like, that's what Bears football is all about. They haven't won all the time, but the memories, and, of course, everyone knows what Brian Piccolo meant, and he
1: passed way too early. And And the Bears, as an organization, have done a brilliant job keeping him fresh in everyone's memory. Yes. Yes. And, And,
0: like, that Wes who called in, like, it's yesterday. The emotions are still raw, and he still talks about it, and breaks down because that's how much it means to him and it's incredible so i thought that was worthy of bringing back good job from Bleck and abdala today with a great
1: topic um then followed by eddie on the north side right right, yeah sorry eddie
0: um all right so uh meller's up next and then we've got white Sox and cubs tonight thank you to meller thank you to justin for helping out today and for tyler And uh, we had Robert Mays on today. Jesse Rogers, thank you. Meller hit it. And a great William Tell
2: reference from Waddle. Left my crossbow at home. I'll bring it tomorrow.
0: For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Tuesday night.